Shall we start? Yeah. Right, cheers. Cheers. To episode six. Oh, can't really cheers it, it's so full. No, yeah, it's a very, very full <laughs> cocktail today. But if you're new here, you're listening to Yumi and Design with me, Toby, and my husband, Mikey, where we chat about all things interior design, pop culture, design X, and answer your design dilemmas as well. <laughs> so today we are having... A bit of a random cocktail that I've just invented. Have you tasted it? Toby actually did the cocktail this week. You just made up a little concoction, didn't you? Have you tasted it yet? I have. It's very nice. Oh, it's nice. That is quite nice. Quite strong. Yeah. But nice. So the recipe, I will leave it written down below. But to remind me of what it is, (laughs) (laughs) I've done it. It is one part gin, one part pear liqueur. And then half, this is per one cocktail, half a big orange, just juiced, kind of squeezed straight into the shaker. And then a sprig of thyme. Rosemary. Sorry. Yeah, a sprig of rosemary. (laughs) And then just shaken over ice, poured, and then I topped it up with just a tiny bit of tonic just to kind of take the sharp off although I think the orange juice does mm, that anyway yeah. so you could have it with no tonic it's really good I actually really like it yeah very nice and fresh also mm. would feel good for like a Christmas party or something yeah it does actually look very festive mm. it's got little bits of rosemary in it yeah small bits of rosemary and then I put a dried orange on top as well and we've served it in a sort of miniature coupe yeah glass very cute which is cute Perfect. Right. Thank Cheers you very much. To episode six. Cheers. Ah, <laughs> so what's new with you this week? I mean, we talk- we haven't spoken all week. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was actually listening to a podcast earlier, and they were talking about what's new this week with each other and sharing things. And I was like, "This is bull. You must have spoken." Like, <laughs> we obviously talk about everything, so yeah. we could come on here and pretend we haven't. But yeah, we've that would be about everything. Absolute. We rubbish. always say that when we, because as you'll know, we love Housewives. We watch it all the time, and I always think when the Housewives sit down with their husbands and they're like, "Oh, I need to tell you about the drama from last night," and you're like, "You mm. knew." You've already had this conversation yeah. before the cameras went on. Yeah, literally. And they, they look so surprised. Yeah, the husbands all have to sit there like, oh, no way, she no. did not say that. No way, she did not call you that. <laughs> I love it anyway. So unbelievable. But we still watch it. Although we are actually mm. on a bit of a hiatus from Housewives, Housewives because hiatus. TV was getting too much. Like we had too much to watch. Yeah. And with Christmas films coming up, we thought, let's just cut all the yeah. TV, save it for the new year when we're trying to kind of save money and stay in in January. Like <laughs> Make our priorities. Things. Yeah, exactly. And we start working our way through Christmas films. Yeah. So we've watched Love Actually, which I... <sighs> Toby just... literally blubbed through the whole thing. We do this <laughs> thing where, well, we do, I do this thing. If there's ever like a sad moment in a film, I'll just turn around to Toby because I just know that he'll be crying. And he right, always is. if anyone is. can relate, like... <laughs> It's really <laughs> off-putting because I, as soon as I start crying, I know Mikey's going to turn around and look at me. So I try and stop myself crying. And then this sounds so self-indulgent, but you, like weirdly the idea of not crying makes me want to cry <laughs> more. So I almost just start crying even more. And then I'm like, I overthink it. And I think, like, what am I doing with my life? And then it's really sad and I'm crying. And I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not good. Literally seen Love Actually like every year for the past probably... 15 years and you still cry it every time just yeah. the, it's the scene. even the opening scene you're crying yeah i do i cry with the 
the voiceover from Hugh Grant <laughs> in the airport, but now more because that was at our wedding. Yeah. So it reminds me of that. And then I also cry at the funeral and the wedding, <laughs> the, like second and third <laughs> scene. So yeah, basically uh, a blubbering mess. Yeah. But we, so we've been making our way through those. What else have we watched? Klaus. Oh, that is so good. Such a good film. If you haven't watched Klaus, it's K-L-A-U-S on Netflix and it's an animated film and a lot of people when we recommended it to them maybe like three years ago four years ago when it first came out they weren't sure at first and i think every single person was Mm. like blown away by how it was stick with it no i mean it starts off good but you might think it's like a children's film to start with Mm. which i mean it is an animated film but it's very good so just stick with it so good but we've also got wish coming out this week which is yeah a new Disney film, so that should be good. Sorry, we're supposed to be talking about design, and here we are talking about this. Although uh, pop culture, yeah, and also I do get a lot of inspiration from those kind of films. Like mm. I was actually saying, whilst we were watching Love Actually last night, I feel like the interior design of Love Actually and all of those kind of films. I'm not going to bang on about the holiday again, but <laughs> they they do just kind of have like elite yeah. design don't you think that the love actually doesn't have as good design obviously as the holiday it's less about that but it is more it is still good it's I just got it's, a feeling it's the era though i think like yeah late 90s noughties i know that wasn't the noughties but late 90s and noughties design it had in those kind of like luxury upper end f- films mm. and obviously i'm not imagining like you know, what a lot of people would think of as 90s design, probably like very oh, right, crap. Yeah. But in those kind of films, they just have like kind of casual looking gallery walls. Yeah. And just everything looks like me. Yeah, it's very care. like casual. I'm from the 90s. And like their hair <laughs> and stuff as well. It's like, Meh. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just and what they wear. Job. Like all the men, yeah. they have like swoopy hair and the women are in like their like princess die vibes. Yeah. Oh my god, the dogs. Can the you dogs are going mental. You keep looking over. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're literally going mental upstairs. Oh, hey, well. <laughs> so, yeah, we've basically been watching quite a lot of films, and I think we're going to carry on that way. Yeah, well, we have to watch basically one a day to get through them all by yeah. Christmas. I've made a little list, which is on Instagram. If you haven't seen it, it's 25 films to watch this Christmas, lots of different Christmas films. So, yeah, have a look there if you're lacking inspiration. But I'm not sure what else has gone on. Any news that you want to share? Um, any news that I want to share? Just anything that's going on? No news tonight. Although tonight, I'm really excited tonight. And this is... Also festive. Festive, but very greedy of me. I've been thinking about it all day. But we're going to the Ivy tonight for their new festive menu. And I am so excited. I'm really excited. I love food. And oh, that's actually an update I need to give you. What? On the food front. I've started eating meat again. Oh, I thought you meant give me. I was like, what's happened to our booking? No. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been so gutted, honestly. Yeah, I started eating meat again. We went for a yeah. curry, an Indian restaurant, and I've had one too many vegetable cormas that weren't great. And I thought, screw it, I'm having the chicken korma. Did it. Did it, and it was like opening a can of worms it was divine and now i think i'll be eating beef bourguignon and <laughs> shepherd's pie and so you'll eat veggie tonight mm, 
depends how I've looked at the menu already and I love the shepherd's pie that they do at the Ivy and they're doing a turkey shepherd's oh. pie for Christmas with pigs in blankets and mash <laughs> and I know I'm having that. We're so greedy. Do you think it's a generational thing of how greedy we are? Because I don't feel like our parents or grandparents are as greedy as young people today like going out is such a big thing i get so excited about food yeah me too but only certain types of food to be fair it's not all food but i get excited about good food i get excited about lunch every day yeah toby sometimes will be going to sleep and he'll be like i'm so excited for breakfast (laughs) i do honestly and i have the same thing every day it's scrambled eggs toast and half an avocado (laughs) anyway shall we get into the topic of design Let's do that, fine. If we have to. <laughs> Let's not talk about food. It's, it's not Yumi and food, it's Yumi and design. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? The topic this week is... Drum roll. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Make it so dramatic. Is it because you forgot? Yeah, it's because I have to remind myself. It is interior design influencers. Interior design influencers coming up on Yumi and design. <laughs> Okay, so interior design influencers. This is quite a broad topic, but one that's obviously quite relevant to me. I'm not saying like I'm a huge influencer, by the way. That's nothing, (laughs) not what I'm saying. But I thought it would be quite interesting to talk about, particularly at this time of year with Christmas approaching. Yeah. Because actually the day you'll be listening to this, if you listen the day it comes out, is Black Friday, which is a massive thing for influencers or content creators whatever you want to call them yeah and I just thought it would be interesting to discuss kind of the difference between interior designers and interior design influencers kind of the purpose debunk a few myths yeah kind of talk about getting into it all of those kind of things even money and income which I know is really taboo and no one ever talks about but (laughs) I feel like I'm so rubbish with stuff like that aren't I like anything that's like shouldn't be spoken about i do feel like i always talk about you don't like go into detail detail no but yeah i don't think it's anything that should be hidden though it's like yeah i think there's a lot this is like one it's not a myth because i think it is actually true but i think there is quite a lot of um a stigma there's a stigma and from other from like outside people and then from people who actually are influencers content creators whatever you want to call it i do think there's like a shame that yeah. comes with it because of the stigma that comes with it. So there's a lot of like defensiveness and yeah. so people don't want to talk about how much they earn yeah. because they wouldn't want people to think that it's unjustified or yeah. that it's not as much as they thought it would be or whatever Or it is. if it's more thinking that they're showing off. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a hard thing to kind of navigate because you yeah. wouldn't, obviously some friends or family members might, but particularly people we're friends with you'd never discuss your income you discuss or... income anyway i feel like i need to get a buzzer or alert whenever mikey turns from the camera to burp because he just i don't it. sorry this happened last week i turn <laughs> away to go defensive. i took a drink and then i thought i'm not gonna go very defensive on camera so i thought i'll just move on camera on microphone so i thought i'll just move away well it and looks... then you make me sound like i'm burping all the time which i'm not <laughs> sorry so off topic but there's this thing basically a new like trend oh he's done it again a trend where on tiktok and stuff this is repulsive but for anyone who doesn't have tiktok there's basically this trend where normally boyfriends girlfriends or friends or whatever will go up to the other one and say guess my fart and then the other person will make a noise like 
and then the person farts and they see if it matches, oh, which correct. is just so repulsive. But maybe if you keep on burping, we'll play that with Guess My Burp. I'm not burping, I'm drinking. Like I'm literally gulping. <laughs> right, you're all going to have to listen to me gulping from now on because I don't want to be accused of burping anymore. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think it would just be useful to talk through some of those things. So for anyone who doesn't know my kind of journey into interior design and influencing, which is a word I don't like to use because genuinely from my perspective, being online Mm -hmm. and sharing like what I share has never been about influencing someone. Yeah. Actually, and I know this sounds really like everyone would say something like this, but it genuinely has come from a place of I love being a perfectionist and making things look a certain way. So if I can share the things I love, whether that's working with a brand that I really love or something that I just buy and organically have in our house, then that's all I'm doing. Yeah, it's difficult because... The intention isn't to influence. Yeah, I I, I didn't do it. So it's weird because do you think you did go into it thinking, I would love to become like a big account no I don't think so and it's funny isn't it because I know everyone has different like perceptions of what is a big account I still yeah. don't think of myself well as yeah like, oh I've got a big account because there are people with like millions of well yeah obviously followers but I think when I started kind of in homeware influencing <laughs> sorry just moved my chair I didn't yeah, even guess yeah. my part <laughs> When I started in like creating content online, it was about three, just over three years ago. Yeah. And there weren't, there were like influencers, obviously, for beauty and fashion, all of that stuff. But I don't think there were any huge names in homeware. There was Mrs. Hinch as like a cleaning. Yeah, she wasn't particularly like homeware. I still don't think there are that many now that are big. Like, I can't think of that many people that have like millions of followers who are homeware specific. What's that guy in America who's really big? Lone Fox? Yeah. Is he homeware? Yeah, he's just homeware and design. There are people, Chris Loves Julia, another one, they're really big. Yeah. There, There are accounts like that yeah but i think less so household names mm. kind of like mrs hinch yeah is a household name a, some influence like lydia millen she's yeah but she's not a homeware inf- i mean no she, but what i mean is like those there's people who aren't homeware who are household yeah. names like saffron barker or yeah she's just an influencer, just an influencer yeah people know who she is there's so i don't think the intention was ever that yeah and how mine started anyway the intention was basically to pursue a career in interior design which yeah. is exactly what happened which yeah. I'm very grateful and fortunate that that did happen mm. but I worked in a job that uh, like I'm again very happy I had that job yeah. but it was never my dream no that was like your fresh out of uni job yeah and I was I basically was there for years and mm. couldn't find my way into design I tried yeah. working as a kitchen designer for, yeah, for literally a week 30 minutes honestly I did a week I think I did like five shifts and I really didn't like it <laughs> and so I went back to my old job and yeah. 
I then went to work at Neptune in their marketing department. Yeah. And again, I didn't like it. Yeah, and that wasn't like what you thought it would be. It was an interior no. design. Or... And I already had my Instagram account by that point. I had like yeah. 20 or 30,000 followers. Yeah. But it was so funny because when you started working for Neptune, you, I remember you saying... Um, that you just weren't going to do Instagram anymore. Not that you were like doing it at the time. But yeah. You were like, oh, this that's what I wanted. Like, this is what I wanted to do. Like, get into yeah. interior design somehow. So I just won't do Instagram. And you didn't for, yeah. for quite a long time. So. And then obviously you went back to it. I guess that's exact. That kind of says it so, exactly. Yeah. Like, my intention was always to get a job in interiors. And I'm... Mikey's just doing the belt. Sure. And, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily enough, and... I, again I'm very fortunate to have made something for myself yeah whereby now Instagram is a marketing tool yeah for my brand and business and whether that brand is just designing clients houses or that brand is suggesting and recommending products that I think you would love yeah if you choose to follow me then that's kind of what it's become yeah. so yeah and the other thing, again, just getting straight into kind of finance and stuff, the thing that I think is worth knowing is, and that everyone would have different experiences based on the interior design they do, but there is a lot more money in influencer marketing than there is in interior design. Yeah. And I said that in episode one when I spoke about how to get into interior design or yeah. kind of how we got, I got into it. And for a lot of people, it's not, that lucrative a job mm. like I don't earn millions of pounds <laughs> and like I make more than enough money but mm. m- most of my income comes from social media yeah which I'm really fortunate for and I wouldn't be in that position without people who are engaged and interested in what yeah. I'm doing so I'm really lucky to have that yeah but that comes from you as well yeah you work to make that happens so I do mm. think a lot of the time you're quite quick to be like I'm so lucky I'm so lucky but you did it you did it I couldn't have done it yeah I think it it's just really difficult isn't it because I maybe this is kind of exactly what I was saying though it's kind of the like shame. the shame that comes with yeah. it everyone tries to be like and I feel like I can say this because it's not my job but yeah a lot of influencers or content creators or whatever you want to it's even that like people don't want to call themselves influencers because they're like I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not yeah but it's a time everyone everyone who got to that position where they're making an income and a lifestyle out of influencing did something to get there yeah whether part of that is luck mm-hmm. you have to do something or you have to have a certain type of personality or you have to be a certain person to get yeah. there not everyone could do it otherwise everyone would do it no and i do it think is hard work that's also kind of coming with the shame element and the hard work there are different types of influencers, which I think, yeah. and obviously talking, I firstly, um, I indulge all types of influencers, fashion, mm. cooking, fitness, home, everything. And I think they're really important. That's like opening statement on what I'm about to say. I do think they're all really important. And I think influencing and content creation is 
the best marketing tool now like i really believe that i yeah definitely. honestly the only way i buy things now is never tv adverts paper no. adverts it's people online looking good in do something. people even watch adverts nowadays i don't think so you like with streaming them. you don't watch them or you no. can skip them or do you even pay attention to them even if you have to watch them like i don't think you sit on your phone yeah looking up so how yeah how else so, are you gonna see adverts like i would rather trust or choose influencers yeah hopefully like myself where I can trust their mm. recommendation and know that they're not recommending something that's crap. Because yeah. obviously you do get people who seem to just take any kind of yeah. thing and that's fine if that's what they need to do. But yeah, I like to trust people's yeah. recommendations. But what I was going to say was, I think being a homeware or interior design influencer is actually a really different thing to fashion, beauty, fitness, any of those things. Because I feel like you, to an extent, I'm sure you do in those niches, I just know design better, but to an, an extent, and an extent, to an, <laughs> to extent, an extent, being an interior design influencer, yeah, it can't really just be fueled by passion. It can't just be fueled by passion with interior so. design. No, I think, and I'm not saying I'm like talented. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I do think you have to have a degree of ability yeah. as a designer to be. And, but and do you there think are different that, that can be learned? That can definitely be learned. Yeah. So that's mm. hard work in itself. But it's not. So say like a comedy. That's yeah. still a talent. But you might be just copying a trend and making a video. Or, and yeah. I'm not denying that's not hard work and not a really credible thing. Mm. It fully is. But what I mean is you, dependent on the type of interior design influencing you're doing, yeah, you have to have taste. Yeah. Same you do with fashion as well. You do with other things. But I think you have to know your audience mm. maybe that is just the same with all markets yeah, but that's probably literally yeah. going to be the same with everyone I because just know every you know interior design whereas if it's fashion you have to be good at fashion for your yeah, audience like I or if be it's a comedy you have to be good at comedy for yeah. that audience and if it's cooking you have to be good at cooking yeah for that so like it, that is the same thing i think i guess it's just a like a different industry now to mm. what it was 10 years ago and everyone there's so much more out there yeah more resources to learn from and also influencing and influencers i think that is like the new version of like a z-list celebrity yeah z <laughs> it is though like it's not b it's not c it's not d let's be yeah. honest it's people who you might see in the street and be like oh i've seen their face i recognize yeah them. the same way you might recognize someone who goes to the gym at the same time as yeah. you every day like you're not that just seems to be like the new version of a celebrity though is that it's, it is a lot easier now to be a celebrity yeah so it's, it's harder to differentiate between yeah, like, I a see, good celebrity i've seen and people not and so good they stuff. have like a few million followers and i'm like oh my god yeah exactly but really they funny. just have followers it's so strange it's, it's a, a very strange really strange concept but concept yeah that's kind of I suppose my thoughts on it. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think could cover? I suppose finances um, we could go. Yeah, finances are weird. This is something that I feel like people, not all people, some people hate the fact that influencers get paid mm -hmm. what they get paid. Yeah. And obviously it's different for everyone. It's not like a type of job where you're, everyone's going to have the same fee yeah. for doing the same amount of work. It depends on 
who you are, how many followers you have, what your engagement is, all of that stuff. But I suppose, sorry, surface level before you go into that, just in case you maybe don't know. So if you're a content creator and you, so on certain platforms, you can earn an income based on who watches your content. Yeah. For example, like YouTube. YouTube or TikTok sometimes. Yeah. You make an income per stream. Yeah. After a certain point. So, and that is not a huge amount of money. Like, no. It can be for some people if you have loads of followers, but for example, yeah, like more for, views, more money, but it's not. Yeah. For us on YouTube, it's like a few hundred pounds a month max, yeah. which is great. Like, that's really yeah. good. But we. And it's getting bigger, obviously, the more it grows, but it's never hit four figures in a month. No, and we, (laughs) which is absolutely fine. We didn't do YouTube to earn money. YouTube was like a passion project. And we basically use whatever income we get from YouTube to put back into YouTube, into like camera equipment or doing homeware hauls, the things that we think you would want to see. And then quite often donate that stuff to charity. So basically it's a cycle, but you don't have to pay to watch those videos. That's through advertising from YouTube. So consumers, people who watch don't pay a penny. And that's just kind of how that works. Then another stream of income you get as an influencer is affiliate marketing, which basically is where you link something on your Instagram or somewhere else and if someone buys it through your recommendation they don't pay an inflated cost it's exactly the same price as buying through the brand but the influencer gets a commission from the brand so maybe like seven percent five percent it really varies it could be one percent dependent on the brand yeah it just means that they if you've bought because of them they earn a referral commission basically yeah. and then the third which is like the same as so many businesses is a yeah, referral fee it's the basically same. like mikey is a mortgage advisor that's how you get paid yeah exactly yeah. you get a fee from, from a mortgage the lender yeah. broker or, no from the lender or building yeah. society and the third way and i guess the most lucrative way is by doing direct advertising to your audience yeah through a brand so that will be a brand reaches out to you because they feel like you align with them yeah and then as an influencer you can choose to work with them or not if you think it's a good fit and then they agree a fee based on your demographics your engagement your all of those things they look at yeah and the level of work that you're going to then do for yeah them. and the time the deliverables all of those things and th- that it can really vet they could maybe just even want your content because they think you're good at photography or videography yeah. or they could want you to try and sell something and yeah i think just to give you an overview before do you remember what you were even going to say not really well, that's kind of how influence should have written it down. We've got the notebook. I didn't expect you to interrupt me for five minutes. Sorry, I just wanted, to, I thought that would be useful. To oh, no, I know what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say people, some people I think really do hate how much money influencers might make for what they do. Yeah. But I know we've had this conversation a few times and obviously with other people, but I do think a lot of the time those people don't think about if a brand is going to do like an advertising campaign, mm-hmm. they're going to pay so many people for that campaign. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to pay someone to come up with the concept, somewhere to shoot the, con- yeah, the location. a location, then all the products that they're going to put into it, the cameramen, the ad actors in the 
ad, if it's an ad, the editing, editing, then posting makeup, it, makeup, hair, putting it all of those behind, th- like all of those things, they're going to pay for absolutely everything. And when you use an influencer or a content creator, all you do it like you're going to pay your social team to be like sorting out the contracts and speaking to the influencers and blah 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 but once you've agreed all of that you send the products that you want doing yeah to the influencer and then they do everything i also to the location the camera the editing everything and the posting on a platform that Mm -hmm. people are going to see and so and also though sometimes which is worth mentioning those fees are not huge or yeah, no. not a fee at all. Like, though you, Mike obviously said, people think about how much those people earn. Those, some people get upset. Yeah. Some people get upset just at the idea of you getting a gift from a brand yeah, exactly. to do all of that work, which could sometimes take a week of like filming, prepping, planning mm. for something that's worth a hundred pounds or 200 pounds, which is fine if you choose to do it as a creator. But I think people do, and I'm not, I understand like it can be annoying, but I do yeah. think like what you're saying, watchers or followers, sometimes they think like you don't deserve that. Yeah. Whereas that actually a lot of hard work goes into getting a free candle. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Is that what you were trying to say? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing is the difference, not difference, but like between interior designers and interior design influencers. They're obviously yeah. a very different thing, which I think people also forget whether they're an interior design influence themselves, like mm, me, yeah. or they're an interior designer. Like, I don't think the two threaten each other in any way. No. I think some interior designers who are really successful and really have their business, they feel, and I know this by conversations I've had, but they feel threatened by the influencer design community for offering free tips and tricks and advice Mm. or how to DIY or do something on a budget. But the reality is they're not, the person who's paying for interior design mm-hmm. is not going to be someone who is probably going to be DIYing everything themselves. Yeah. Doing t- if anything, it brings more awareness to interior design using yeah. through influencers, all of that stuff. Who makes someone more likely to trust a professional mm. practicing interior design. Yeah. But realistically, the people who, and this isn't going to be like a blanket statement, but for the people who are, consuming interior design influencers are real are more likely to be people who aren't going to use an interior designer no. i would think they're looking for inspiration yeah. that they can do themselves and because if you wanted an interior designer that's way more intense than an interior design influencer is ever going to be able yeah. to give you yeah for sure and even the things the brands you recommend the all of those things are completely mm. different yeah you, exactly most interior designers practicing interior designers will the budgets are huge. Yeah. The brands aren't even readily available on the high street or yeah. the normal market. So it's a completely different yeah. audience. An interior design influencer is, I would say, is more going to show you brands yeah. to use. Yeah. Or colours to it's use. It kind of or... is. Like beauty or fashion, it's making interior design accessible. Yeah. It's, it's... about shopping interior design. Yeah. It's not about having interior design. Or like ideas. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah, having a whole your whole yeah. home designed by an influencer. That's yeah, not that's gonna not happen. happen. Yeah, in the same way that 
probably beauty and makeup. Even last night when we were watching Love Actually, the makeup on some of them was yeah. so dreadful. And how do we know that? It's only because of watching like yeah. beauty influencers do all of these tips and tricks. Yeah, exactly. Time, but otherwise, only people who had loads of money and had makeup artists could actually afford to yeah. know. So, so that is slightly different. Yeah. yeah, it's accessibility, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, should we leave it there? Let's leave it there. Should we go on to Tacky or Tasteful? tasteful. Let's do it. Right, okay. So moving on. So this isn't to do with interior design influencers anymore. (laughs) But my Tacky or Tasteful this week is... Why do I like to make everything so dramatic? I feel like every week I'm on an X Factor... Drum roll, please. Do you think that will work? Or would that just be a really annoying noise? I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Um, Mismatching metals. Okay. In a room. Yeah. So a chrome tap. Like we have in here. Yeah. With gold handles on your kitchen hardware with brass light switches and copper kettle. Okay. And all of those things. So do I think it's tacky Tacky or or tasteful? I think it's tasteful. Okay, before you carry on, is it tacky to have all matching? No. Or tasteful? I think it's not... Both tasteful. I think both... Both... Both. <laughs> both is tasteful. <laughs> I think both are tasteful. I don't think either are tacky. I think it's... I think a home naturally evolves. Mm. And I think it looks more like elegant and classy to almost not worry about those details yeah. to be like do you know i loved this brass light yeah. so i'm going to put that in and i happen to have chrome switches yeah so, so I, whatever yeah i yeah. think over caring about some of these things is just silly like mm. and where i used to work someone quite high up had really strong opinions about mixed metals in a room and honestly i just about it being bad yeah about it being not a good thing and i just think to be honest that's quite pretentious i think i think does it really matter i mean Mm. i'm saying it's pretentious from the person who like preaches about like herb gardens and stupid (laughs) things that also don't matter but Mm. i think particularly metals makes it Mm. like just chill yeah do what works for you also i think it looks nice it looks warm it looks collected it it also means if you find something you love yeah you don't need to worry also say you have all brass in your kitchen which is very common now Mm. what if you buy so like there for example we've got a white company spray and the lid and the spray like with most perfumes or room sprays is chrome yeah that would annoy some people and if you had everything in the same finish that might stand out a lot so yeah it's quite difficult thing to upkeep really difficult especially things like taps and all of these other Mm. things and so five years ago when we did our kitchen, Chrome was really big and it was just kind of on the way out. Mm. Antique Brass took over for the last five years. Now, lo and behold, Chrome is back. Lo and behold. Honestly, everyone wants Chrome again. See it everywhere. Everyone's like, Chrome, Chrome, it's the new brass. And so you just can't. Yes. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to ebb and flow. So I say, do what you want. Choose whatever the... F- you want (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of this is just so funny i just have to say it but when we first moved into when we moved into our first flat (laughs) 
exactly we were, knew what you were going to say. How old would we be like 20, 21? 20, yeah. Um, and this was, I mean, you still were into interior design, but it's obviously like when you're into it, but not like still a into it. And we were moving into our flat and it had a This kitchen. almost icks me out. This, this is like it. It's so funny though, but it had a kitchen, a lounge, like a living room, a study and a bedroom. Yeah. And we for the living room study and bedroom we're like let's do a different metal theme in each room so the living room was copper the study was gold and the bedroom was chrome and or was it black or something yeah. i can't even remember but we for every room would when we were going shopping we were like oh my god look at this gold picture frame this will be perfect for the study and we collected before we moved in loads of different Aww. things in different metals i don't think we actually ended up sticking to it no but... it's one of those ideas that you I just think don't carry so out funny. i know it's kind of cute isn't it <laughs> we really like i don't know you know when you're really excited about your first yeah home? I mean, and our first flat was nice it was nice yeah it's it was nothing looks nothing like our house now. no i would love to find some pictures i, and I think i could maybe i'll do that and yeah show you at some yeah. point Ah, anyway. I mean, speaking of eggs, should we move on to the egg? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Okay, so my ick of the week. This one is more of a trend of past years <laughs> that I don't understand how it was a trend. Right. Like, I do not understand this, okay? Mm -hmm. Again, I want to start this by saying I'm very sorry to anyone whose feelings might be hurt. But my ick of the week is crushed velvet. Oh, not good. Not good. Not good. I can't think of a situation where it's good. Maybe, maybe, maybe a crushed velvet, tiny cushion that's deep, deep red <laughs> for Christmas. So many specifics. Maybe like kind of a bolster red yeah. cushion or something on like a really deep coloured, similar coloured yeah. armchair. Crushed or velvet. a restaurant, maybe a commercial setting yeah. in like a very luxe restaurant, kind of like the Ivy. If they yeah. had some kind of crushed velvet cushions, the ones I'm thinking of are the greys, yeah, the like black, the Chesterfield crushed velvet sofas, beds. I detest. Though I really wonder where they came from. I bet they came from influencers somehow. I bet. I think you see a lot of that in like footballers' houses. Yeah, I could you be do. wrong, but no, I'm thinking. Footballers' houses probably have that, so that kind of is influence because yeah. if you see that, you might be like, "Oh, my footballer." Let's say it was never in vogue, was it? Or mm, no, decor? Well, I, would or, not. I would be very surprised if crushed velvet was a trend yeah. going through the pages of those magazines. I do wonder where that came from. I guess there is kind of there isn't any more, but maybe at the start it looked kind of luxury. Yeah, maybe, and expensive. Yeah, maybe in a really well interior design rooms, but in most two up and two down or whatever yeah it's not terraced houses it is not looking good it doesn't look luxe it looks yeah i think no no explanation needed no it's... explanation needed but it's it's worse when it comes studded with jewels <laughs> that just... you know those sofas or beds that are like studded and they're kind of like square blocks yeah like the bed is in the middle of a block of <laughs> of Chesterfield crushed velvet with yeah. a massive headboard and it's Squares. all grey on grey carpet. Kind of like jelly. You yeah. know jelly blocks but yeah. crushed velvet jelly. 
Maybe we should do that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, <laughs> when we move, we're going to be the crush. We're going to rename our accounts and pages to our crush velvet dream. <laughs> I think someone probably has that. I think someone probably has as well. So I'm really sorry, our crush velvet dream, but it's a no from me. <laughs> our crush velvet nightmare. <laughs> Literally. That's why you always move away from the microphone oh, if you pick that up. Toby just gulped. <laughs> I think that's all we have time for today. We've yeah, got a we've date got with the reservation. Ivy. We've got a date with Destiny. I've got a turkey shepherd's pie with my name on it. They won't have it on the menu now, I bet. No, it's probably sold out. But there's me like scrolling through the Ivy's website all day. <laughs> Saving everything. <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Yes. Enjoyed it. I feel like every week we're getting just more chill and yeah, enjoying it more and more. We actually mentioned last week that we'd be doing design dilemmas this week. Yeah. Doing a whole episode of them and we were supposed to, but to be honest, we've been so busy. We've been very disorganized. So we need to go through them. We are going to go through them all and we're going to do a big episode of them next week. I promise we're going to do that. So yeah. Toby's not very good at keeping a promise. I am good at keeping a promise. (laughs) I'm just very busy right now because very important. (laughs) Very busy, important. That's my favourite line in Love Actually. Who says that one? Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah. When his sister, Emma Thompson, she calls and he says, What is it? I'm very busy and important. (laughs) I love that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, we would really appreciate you rating us wherever you do listen and recommending us to anyone you think would enjoy. And that's all. Thank you for listening to Humi and Design. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. I feel like our cheers are getting better and better. It's because the glass is always empty at the end, so it cheers better at the end. I think an empty glass is a sign for another drink.